BYU Sports Nation Media Day. The 2014 BYU football season gets an unofficial start, and we're doing it big with a two-hour special. Head coach Bronco Mendenhall, quarterback Jason Hill, running back Jamal Williams, and ESPN's Trevor Maddich, to name a few. The countdown to Connecticut is one day closer. Time for all-access BYU football talk, 120 minutes of awesomeness. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio and television, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It's media day. I love it. Monday, media day, June 23rd. We've been waiting for this for a while. My name is Spencer Linton. Teamed up with the man who has wired his brand new home with the clapper, Jerem Jordan. It's, it's really nice. I just go like this, on and off. I love it. <laughs> I Clap hope it's that on. way with touchdowns this fall. Media day has arrived, my friends. Tell you what, it's good to be here. In BYU broadcasting, in the heart of where all of this Cougar football talk is going down today. There's a lot going on, and we'll dive into that in just a moment. But BYU Football Media Day, Tom Homel, Bronco Mendenhall, Trevor Maddich, Robert and I, Nick Cal, all addressing the media a moment ago, and a lot came out of that. On today's show, we will talk more with head coach Bronco Mendenhall, the quarterback Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, ESPN's Trevor Maddich. We're going to go in-depth with all of those guys about the current state of BYU football and where they fit into the national perspective of the game. All I can say is this, Jerem. Look out, East Hartford. The Cougars are coming in late August. Countdown to Connecticut. 67. 67 days away. From the season opener against the Connecticut Huskies at Rentschler Field in East Hartford. We started that when it was 2.38. We it just was thought January that, 2nd. We just thought that was funny. We're approaching <laughs> two months away. I can't wait. We were so depressed after the bowl game and after the holidays. We're like, well, how many days <laughs> till the football season starts? And so, yeah, on a whim, as a joke, we did 2.38. So if you're seasonally depressed when it's, there's no football season, you kind of get back. At, you're out of depression starting now, right? Because it's media day, kind of the start of the season. Is that how that this works? This is like the de facto start of the 2014 If the World season. Cup isn't helping you yeah. or Major League Baseball, we at least have this going on. The first media day of any team in college football. The real football, right? Yeah. Ooh, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not during the World yes. Cup, right? Maybe I love, I love all sports. Okay. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever you feel like it. That's the beauty of this social media thing. And get involved in today's Twitter conversation. Which is this. We don't have a question like normal, but we, have, we want your questions for our guests. So some of those guests include Bronco Mendenhall, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Trevor Maddich, Bronson Kafusi, Dennis Pitta in the house, the Baltimore Raven. Send us your questions using hashtag BYUSN on the Twitter machine. We may address scrimmage basketball between Jerem and Dennis at some point during that interview. Yeah. <laughs> I probably got owned. I think I was guarding him at one point in the past when he was like a junior. I'm sorry that know. you had to guard Dennis Pitta at any point. One time I tried to drive on Vic Soto playing with Harvey Young as well, and Vic just swatted it out of bounds. Just <laughs> lit me up. However, ask Andrew George if I lit him up from distance more yes. than once. We'll also ask Dennis about John Beck dunking on him. That happened. He's ready to go. He's hey, ready to go with that question. Listen, if you're new to the program, then let me... Put it out there. It's time to rise and shout because it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. 
Topic one. State of the program headlines. Athletic director Tom Holmo, and I quote, I like where we are now. Speaking of independence, taking our team to the fans across the country. And then he says, we'll continue to play teams from every conference. They're calling us for those games. End quote. Thought that was really interesting. The SEC, ACC informal announcement regarding BYU and not counting them as a Power 5 school does not matter. These teams are calling BYU. Tom Homo also went on to mention that they couldn't announce right now, but that they have some games that they will announce that they will have fun announcing. Yeah, they wanted to have it lined up for today, but the timing did not work out. That is so juicy. And the 2015 schedule, which there are 11 games penciled in, I'm guessing that Southern Miss is going to drop from that and BYU will have a sixth home game. There are exciting things on the horizon for BYU. BYU in the current state can survive as an independent. However, Bronco Mendenhall addressed this, so did Tom Homo, that BYU wants to be in a position that if they need to make the leap and are invited, that they can do so. And I think they're in a great position. It has been an unprecedented summer for BYU football in terms of national media exposure. I feel like they've been in the headlines at least three or four days every week for one thing or another. Bronco Mendenhall said something that I really liked, and that is the way for us to address all of this national media stuff is to play excellent football. Is to win football yeah. games. It takes care of everything, right? Yes, it does. If you, if you keep winning at a high level, play meaningful games, you get on ESPN. We've talked about five of BYU's 12 regular season games are showcase games. That is weekday games, not to mention yeah. the Texas game, the biggest game on the schedule to me. Not only good times, but good teams. Yes. It's important to, to win no matter who you play. Hawaii got in a BCS game. They played two FCS teams that year. Just win, and you'll get noticed. You may have heard that the Big 12 and BYU have been discussed. Wait, what? <laughs> I have not heard that the last okay. two months. So, like, like we expected, Bronco and Tom were, at, were asked about that. And I, I like how Bronco tackled that question. The message came out just how I wanted it to. We would love to be part of the Big 12. He felt like somebody needed to go out and say it. Tom said, while our approach is different... We're still We're on, on the same, the same team. team. We yeah. have the same objective. It was not a Bronco did not speak for the university or the or the uh, athletic department in that moment. That question was asked by Kurt Crackthorpe. Uh, however, Tom Homo is a former coach, and he addressed that. I know what it's like to be in that position, and Bronco's not going to back down. That BYU wants to be in a Power Five. It doesn't matter if it's the Big Twelve. I would rather have it the Pac Twelve. But BYU's in a great position right now. Now they have a schedule with a returning quarterback, returning offense that can yield them double-digit wins. They have to do that to b- stay relevant, and that makes a special season, according to Bronco's that's, terms. That's the benchmark, and then anything top above that is special. Ranking, you finish in the top twenty-five, and you win double-digit games. The last thing that I want to talk about briefly right now is the potential violations for improper benefits. Tom Homo said they're in a lower category. We expect something in the next few weeks, the next month from the NCAA. Within a month. Now that is fast. I thought it would be before the season. That's maybe even a little quicker. So if there's any fallout or effect on BYU at all, we'll know within the month. Wow. The head football coach of BYU will join us in three minutes. And Do you have your snacks I, ready for him? I'm sure he will. I'm sure. I just got the thumbs up that we have the snacks ready. <laughs> that will be discussed. I can guarantee it. I think he's taking credit for anything good that I've done at BYU Broadcasting. I would have to agree with him. The, <laughs> the Green Room Snack Guy and Jerem Jordan with Coach Mendenhall next on BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on Media Day from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. As a reminder, there's weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143. BYURadio.org and the BYU Radio iOS app. Oh, by the way, we're on television, too, simulcast on BYU TV. And uh, a guy that loves coming on the program uh, <laughs> now joins us. His name is Bronco Mendenhall, the head coach of BYU football. Welcome. Thanks. And I, I do love coming on the program. I noticed something just in the intro that Studio B, that, is that below Studio C? That's a step below, isn't it? It's a, it's a step I think below? It's, a, it's well, on the same plane. It's on the same plane? It's, it's the, in the same building, but Studio B in inverse order is below Studio this C, is the just only, on behalf of the way I think most people view it. This is the only permanent set in all these studios, Bronco, because <laughs> we do 260 it, shows a year. Is it because it's like in a closet, and so they don't need this space? Is that why? It, Bronco's in prime form. He's <laughs> in prime form today. It's media day. Hey, it's been a year. It's been a year since we got our start, Bronco, and you, you officially dubbed me the Green Room Snack Guy. I, I remember... You showing up at my doorstep in a cardboard box, <laughs> shivering and cold, and I brought you in, Unshaven. got you all warmed up, and kind of launched your career. And for that, we have come prepared. We have the jalapeno potato chips for Bronco. We want an epic interview. This, yeah, that yields a good interview. So th- this, by the way, is, is not the smaller bag. This is a full-size bag, which is now the standard for 2014. <laughs> and so I appreciate starting on the right foot. That's this good. In fact, can I, can I put this? Just a minute. Okay. You want to put it on the set somewhere here? In front of my face or something? What the heck, man? Yeah. Can you stand up while you um, interview? Is that, that looks uh, good right I there. I would rather not, but I yeah. Like that. It's I guess covering your it. mic flag, Jerem. Okay. Uh, if we get a great interview, it's it. worth it, I there, guess. There's no control. If Once you deliver, we get together. If you deliver, there, there is a back-end reward here, too. A, a back-end reward. Look at you teasing Bronco with more. Hey. Since when do, do you have control? <laughs> <laughs> you change with, with, within a year's time. You know, there there's a cycle that, um, at least in, in what I believe, that people sometimes when they get behind a microphone or a prestigious position, they start acting in a different way. You You've feel changed. like I act different. You're adding back end. Okay. You're adding back end incentive. Since when is that? When did that happen? You changed. Humility is gone. Humility has gone from you, hasn't it? It's vanished in one short year. I have. I'm throwing you back on the street. Next, you're you're going back. (laughs) Please help me, Bronco. Okay, so let's get to the important stuff. I heard from somebody that you ran a marathon. What's that all about? I saw the sign and just said, "Okay, yeah, Uh, the Utah Valley." I mean, I live the full marathon. The full marathon, twenty-six point two, which is a long way, by the way, for having done it. It's it's a, 26 is a long The original race. dude died right after that mm. did that. Yeah. We're tougher now. 26 ha- miles. When did you do that? 26.2, point two, actually. Yeah, yeah. Point two Utah Valley Marathon. That was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Had, so you had trained this summer for this kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Now the crew you have something to do. Yeah. How, I, well, first you, of all, I finished, which was good. And then <laughs> um, the first goal was just to be under four hours uh, in a, my starting point, which was 3.53. So there are many that are faster, but it was a solid start. Yeah, that's good. Congratulations on finishing. It just so happened to be the Cougar Challenge this last Friday, too. Which yeah, is that like was five days, six days later. What we've what we've tub, dubbed the quadrathlon. Yeah. Uh, this crazy, intense, uh, I don't know what you want to call it other than the Cougar Challenge. Yeah. Um, but how did you feel your, your guys performed in that? It was awesome. So most players ever. We had um, 70, I think 75 players participated, 15 coaches or staff members. We had 90 guys at the top of the mountain. 
um, after a mile swim and every stadium stair and then three bike legs and a run to Arrowhead Summit at the top of Sundance. So it was killer. It was oh, great. Paula C.K., Bronson Kafusi, and Sky Pove win it. They do. It was How, a dream what, did they, what did they do that was better than everybody else? Well, number one, they're more athletic than us older types. But, <laughs> uh, man, those are the three, maybe the three players that try hardest on our team. So Coach Papinga is the one that organized the teams. And, and they, there was a late bailout um, with a, um, a family matter. So Coach Papinga shifted the teams a little bit, and they ended up together. And it wasn't close. They they dominated. Awesome. BYU head football coach Bronco Mendenhall with us on Media Day on a special two-hour edition of BYU Sports Am Nation. Am I on with you two hours? You're not on with us okay, for good. two hours. If you would <laughs> like. I feel better now. No, that's I was just joking. <laughs> wow, it's, it's great to have you, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this a second ago. We, you, you mentioned during the break we have a lot more stuff up here yeah. than the last time you were on. Yeah. Would you like to bring something of yours that we can put on well, here? I, I kind of see it as an... As, um, yeah, an altar of sorts. So a sports I, I, altar, a sports without altar, being sacrilegious. Exactly right. Yeah. So I think that rather than back end kind of thing, I think <laughs> next time I'll come, I'll deliver something to add. What, what what kind of thing might you deliver? Oh, it's better if it's a surprise. Okay, that means you don't know right now. No, it means that I know exactly, and it will be targeted to where anytime someone sees it, they'll know exactly what I think of the show. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, that, that's, so... not a, that's not a bad thing. Oh, okay, you, you, okay, both, okay. you both went to a place there that was like you were worried. And I was worried. It's yeah. our relationship. It's, we have some work to do, don't we? <laughs> yes. Well, fittingly, with the, with the Cougar Challenge, we decided to make our own BYU Sports Nation Challenge. Nice. Which uh, uh, involved eating some J-Dogs, some mm. hot dogs. And Is that how it started? That was the first started. leg? That's well, that was get, Friday. We mm-hmm. take it easy. Watching every game from the 2013 season with five-minute soda breaks in between. Same day? Same day. Okay. Mm. And then uh, playing 18 holes of golf with a cart, but we still have to carry our own bags to and from the golf cart. Like, Man, how do you keep I up know. with that pace? Jerem said he hard. didn't want to sweat. <laughs> did, did you come in to work the next day? Or did <laughs> well, here's how it works. Bronco, the, like the the whole, uh, you know, Taysom Hill gets a call from Jordan Lesser or something, hey, I want to throw. Yeah. That happens with the two of us. Like, hey, you want to practice play-by-play or hey, you want to practice yeah. BYU Sports Nation. We have off-season conditioning. Yeah. You need to do it. My respect for both of you just went way up. I <laughs> I'm, mean, gl- I'm glad you had it, it, any it just, respect at all. I want, I want you to have the Snickers right now. Oh, look at him. Th- this look, is, look, you said this was the end. No. This, is like, this is like an early, early offer. You know when you offer a scholarship or something? Like you're, early, a, you're, you're a sophomore or yeah, something. Yeah, you run the risk of the performance I'm decreasing. I'm showing faith in you. I appreciate that. I'm showing some faith in Bronco Mendenhall. I'm proud of that. That's like a helmet sticker. I like that. By the way, isn't it nice... Now that we're 67 days away from the season opener at Connecticut, to focus solely on what happens on mm. the football field. It, it, we have a really good team. Um, I, I usually can tell in the summertime um, just by kind of the feeling around the building, not having been able to supervise workouts before this year, but now that we've, able, we've been able to watch them, not only are, is our current team working hard, but the transfers coming in, oh, man, it's been fun to see just how willing they are to – uh, become part of our team, how hard they're trying, and and we've added talent and depth. And Huge credit goes to Jeff Martson, too, who's uh, who's yeah. going out and finding those transfer guys. And it's a team effort, obviously. So um, this is now year two that we've had a player personnel director. So, for instance, uh, Alabama has 17 people in their player personnel <laughs> department. Um, how many does BYU have? We, 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 we started with one, mm-hmm. which is a starting point, and now we have um, two others, intern graduate assistants. Awesome. So ours is three. Um, but just having someone that owns personnel, meaning 24-7, all year round, is working, thinking, and directing all their efforts toward who plays at BYU and why has made a huge difference for us. And 
And so it's a great start um, to what needs to happen here. In July 19th, we're going to own them in a golf tournament, by the that's way. What, that's what I heard. It's in, three on three. In fact, they came to me. Our player personnel department came and said <laughs> they've been challenged. Um, and so they asked for an early scattering report because they thought since we have some relationship that I had intel, and I told them to take the challenge right now. So <laughs> it'll, uh, is that on? Is that on ESPN? By the way, is someone we're hearing that it will be broadcast it's on Watch ESPN? On Watch okay. ESPN, right. yeah, exactly. Thanks. These off-season workouts now you can monitor them. Will you explain what you can do now? Yeah, um, the, the the period just ended, but all that means is we basically could be involved exactly like our off-season program. So before we couldn't attend, um, couldn't even have re- um, workout attendance reported to us or any weight or um, conditioning goals or current um, performances. None of that we could even hear. And so now not only can we have things reported to us, but we can actually be there and encourage the players and help them. There's also two hours of film work if you take that away from um, the lifting. So there's eight hours a week we can have them, two of which can be film time if you'd like to do that in place of the conditioning. And so our staff could be with our team as long as they're enrolled in spring semester. Mm-hmm. So our players that weren't enrolled in spring, we couldn't watch them. There's a different lifting time or conditioning time for them. How many newcomers were involved in that? Because generally they come for the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like now, starting mm-hmm. today. And so um, the summer bridge players are just arriving. So those are, those are most of our new players. However, uh, Jordan Leslie, um, the transfer from UTEP, he has been here um, the entire time and has really, really trained hard. You've had your fair share of national media exposure this summer. In fact, I really I can't really have you. Have you noticed? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> How how have you been able to manage the increased exposure? And did was that something that you were aiming for uh, by making statements like you want to join the Big Twelve? Did you did you want to garner more of this national media uh, attention? I I wasn't interested in garnering media attention. I was interested in remaining a topic of conversation in the ever changing landscape of college football. You have and, done that, and that's mission accomplished. Then mm-hmm. because it's easy for conferences and commissioners to to look after their own. It's easy for um, a coach in a conference to look after and make sure he's relevant. As an independent, who does that? And so there was an opportunity in talking with the University of, or in Ready, in the Austin um, Statesman Journal, and that that um, dialogue was really in relation to playing Texas. Yeah. Um, however, they're in a conference, and so it made a lot of sense to me to say, you know, why not? Um, it's a Big 12 league. We've already played Oklahoma and Texas. The, the nature of how they play the game is very similar to BYU, but the values of those teams and where they're from, kind of the heartland type of, it makes a lot of sense. And so, um, as I think independence is giving us great exposure, we are gaining more significant um, strength of schedule and viewership. Um, that, by the way, to me, isn't the end goal. The end goal is to be have be and be in a position and have complete access yeah. to the very highest level of college football. And so it seemed like someone needed to say it, and that's why I did. Do you love that BYU has been discussed as much as it has been this summer? It's it's absolutely essential, and and so um, the intent wasn't just to have comments made; it was to then look realistically at why not the Big Twelve, and then actually see what fans and others thought so about it. So you create it. the court of public opinion to a degree. There, there you go, okay. and and so it wasn't coordinated. No one told me to, um, and certainly the president of the university and the AD um, didn't say do this. It was yeah. just something as the football coach. Um, I thought was relevant and needed to be done, so I did that. Already knowing that independence is moving us forward, we are playing and having um, more and more people watch us on the biggest stages, so we are trending the correct direction. I'm just not satisfied and want to keep going. Bronco Mendenhall, the head football coach of BYU on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you set the precedent at double-digit wins, uh, top 25 finishes, kind of 
the benchmark, how you measure what your team has done. And and then I liked what you said in the state of the program just an hour ago here on BYU TV, and that is essentially winning football games will handle all of this right. outside national discussion. It's right. And so when you consider the, the way that the, the media works now um, and sports media especially, the offseason is actually another season. <laughs> and if you're not in that discussion, you're not in that discussion. And so we just finished the offseason season. season. Um, <laughs> Let's say you ranked in the top ten. Thank you. And so <laughs> um, what really matters now is just to be relevant, have enough eyes on us and enough interest in us to now actually win football games with enough of the right people paying attention. And so the stage is set. My job now is to help our team win. And so I like what we've done. I like where we stand. I like how we're positioned. Now we need to play well. And the face of the program has become, and it always will be, the quarterback, right. Taysom Hill. A lot of preseason hype with him. How much do you relish and uh, savor that, uh, which goes into what you just said, which is, okay, now let's pay that off into winning, which will yield other uh, more exposure? Without, um, without a quarterback that is returning or that's extremely capable, um, it makes it much more difficult. So no matter what we did in the offseason to, to garner attention, then if you don't have a player at that spot that's capable of leading your team, um, you've almost set yourself up for a letdown. But when you have a quarterback like Taysom that is so skilled, such a great leader, such a good person, um, and that the team follows, um, man, it seems like it lines up really well. And so I don't think we could be positioned any better offensively or defensively or schedule-wise with the offseason we just had to say, Man, could could it be magical? Yeah, it could. We still have to play great football. We still have to stay healthy. I've still got to coach well. Our players have to play well. But the way it's lining up right now, um, there's a lot of reason for optimism. You have a question for Bronco Mendenhall, the head coach, coming in on Twitter. I know you're a big Twitter fan now. <laughs> At NW10Knee, how much of a fire is lit underneath the players for this up-and-coming year? What is the team doing to hopefully exceed expectations? There, there's. I would say there's a chip on the team's shoulder. Um as the ever-changing landscape is happening, um, what and what they've been told and what we're positioning is we have to fight for everything we're going to get. We have enough eyes on us now. <laughs> we have a strong enough schedule now. Um, all that means is that the fight has to be won, and, and no one is going to give them anything. And so uh, they're taking it uh, as a challenge, that they're looking for inclusion. They're looking to be that team that here's all the structure, and then, okay, now what do you do with BYU because they're this record or rank this? So they're looking to be that team that says, wait a second, the structure actually is exclusive and uh, we want inclusion into it, and so we just played our way in. Your quarterback is a guy that doesn't back down from a challenge, Taysom Hill, and he's a guy that has garnered a lot of this national attention over the summer for going to the Manning passing camp and being on preseason Heisman watch list. Do you like the fact that he has this preseason Heisman hype? Because some coaches don't. Is this a good thing for you and your program? It, it's, it's only good from the standpoint of attention. Um, it's okay because Taysom's mature enough. I would be more concerned if um, he was more likely to be um, make that affect his work ethic. Mm -hmm. And we've seen with other more notable quarterbacks how different places they go and different things they do could detract from the team. Whatever Taysom does is for our team. We have a 1,000-yard rusher at quarterback, a 1,000-yard rusher at running back, whole new string of receivers coming in, our whole offensive line coming back with tight ends. And to say then that we, we can't perform at a higher level, um, man, I think we'd all be disappointed if we don't. And so the pieces are in place. Let's address a bigger issue. Uh, 
We're formulating our summer flag, intramural flag football team again. Nice. We've we talked, talked about, about Preston yeah. Hadley on our team. Yeah. We might add Brian Logan, who only mm. wants to play offense. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking for someone with heart, with great skill, and incredible effort. Do you know someone we could add to the team? I, I do. Um, they're currently playing on my team, so you'll have to wait a while. Um, Are you available? I, I, uh, oh, yeah, you could play, too. So from what you just described, I'm not sure I fit the qualifications. Oh, no, you fit it. You fit it, Coach. <laughs> we want to pick your recent grads, too. Mm. Logan and Hadley, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We uh, need a down lineman. A you're, down game, you're game for that, aren't you? So, so um, Russell Tialavea is working in our uh, <laughs> academic uh, area right now. I'm not so sure I wouldn't be looking after him. And don't, if you haven't seen him play, so- there might need to be a show on watching him play soccer. Really? Little known fact. Mm. Little known fact, but... Flag football, soccer, I'd be going after Russell Tialavea. Okay. Good to know. Head coach Bronco Mendenhall with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, great to have you. Enjoy your snacks. Thank you for paying off my faith in that early delivery. (laughs) Thanks for starting with the big bag, exceeding (laughs) expectations. Hopefully I and my team can do the same. Bronco Mendenhall Media Day. We love it. Up next, we continue with our all-access interviews. Dennis Pitta, former BYU great NFL guy, joins us next. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. We just heard from the coach, Bronco Mendenhall. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You and the snacks, man. Hey, listen. The offering. Well, we listen, have been getting good interviews. That has them. been the base of some fantastic interviews. I just fear that in the future we're bringing Costco-sized pallets of <laughs> jalapeno chips no. and almond Snickers. Like, at what point does it end, you know? Like, 10 years from now, is it just like this crazy volume? That, that's what I fear. It's a slippery slope. But if he gives us great interviews like that, whatever. We've got it in the budget, I guess. It's worth it, right? It's yeah, worth it. I, I, Do we have it yeah. in the budget? I've been told that I we have it in the budget. Uh, welcome back to Studio B. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on Media Day. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Hey, coming up at 3 Eastern time, BYU football. Great moments then and now. This show is going to be awesome. Some of the best that BYU's had to offer will be on the program. Talk about uh, great moments from the past, what's happened recently. Uh, and then looking ahead, what's in store for BYU's football program. Should be a fantastic uh, show. I know Leon White on that show. Dennis Pitta will join us in a moment. This is awkward because he's exactly to my left. Uh, and then James Die. We call him Jim or Die. Uh, he'll be on the show as well. Yes, my spidey senses tell me that we have a segue now to Dennis. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh hello, hey guys. Dennis Pitta on BYU Sports Nation. You're coming back to BYU after uh, a very busy summer. You got some time off. Uh, what's it like to come back to uh, your old stomping grounds? It's fun. You know, I haven't been back in a little while and... Uh, you know, I, I love BYU. I had a you know a great time here and a lot of good memories and all that. And I'm just I'm curious what snacks you guys brought me right now. <laughs> See, uh, see what you've I done. I know, I know. We'll get you something, Dennis. We will not. Buy- I'm not I don't like jalapeno chips though. I'm more salt and vinegar. You want salt and vinegar chips? Yeah. Let's see what we've got. What have we done? Just so you know, <laughs> what for next you've time. done. No, this is on you. No, this is between Bronco <laughs> and myself. <laughs> uh, we we had you on like four to six weeks ago on the show. We talked about uh, recovering from a dislocated hip. Yeah, and then making it back to the regular season. Are you are you fully recovered from that? How long does that take? Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel good. I feel a hundred percent. We just finished our whole off season program, so the last eight or nine weeks we've been back in Baltimore doing OTAs, mini camps, so you know, real full contact practices and all that. Um, and it's felt good. You know, I feel like I'm running well, and uh, you know, have you know some of my explosion and all that back. So um, I'm in a good place right now. 
you played a huge part of getting BYU on the national map uh, when you were here with Max Hall and John Beck, and you had double-digit win seasons and, and ranked teams. Now that you're in the NFL, how much time with your busy schedule do you have to pay attention to the current state of BYU football? Well, I you know I try and follow BYU as much as I can. I mean, it's tough in Baltimore because we don't get a lot of the BYU games. <laughs> but you get BYU um, TV, right? I think I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. ESPN, ESPN too. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, and I, I watch most of the games when I can, and it's tough because a lot of times we're traveling, you know, on the day that BYU's playing and all that. But um, I've watched. I watched most of their games last year, and I, I try and follow the team as closely as I can. And uh, you know, I don't know many of them anymore. I feel like I've been you know gone for so long, but. Um, you know, it's fun. It's a fun team to watch. And you I'm old man. Next year. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like an old man. <laughs> you know. The perception of BYU, uh, what is it, on the East Coast as an independent in college football? Like, you, people hear you're from BYU. What's the reaction? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, BYU has great fans everywhere. And, uh, you know, obviously the church is a big part of that. And uh, I think BYU is a, a well-respected program around the country. And that's the sense that I've got in talking with people, um, you know, in Baltimore or around that area. And, um, you know, that's good. To, that's good to hear, you know, being well-respected and, and, you know, being somebody that, that people care about on the national stage. What kind of a role are you going to play in uh, this BYU football great moments then and now? I don't, I don't know, but I, I heard we have to talk about it for like an hour. So that, <laughs> seems, like, an that hour. seems a little excessive for me. But I think you're only 20 minutes, just you. I'm only, okay, yeah. that's still a long time for just me. But um, <laughs> no, I'm excited, you know, be able to look back at some of the, you know, some memorable times from BYU and uh, – you know, I think I'm rep- representing the the 2000s decade. So um, there was a lot of good times in, in that uh, in that time period. We had a lot of good teams. Dennis Pita. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, Dennis yeah, no, that Pita. doesn't bother me. I hear that all the time. <laughs> People say Pita more than they say Pita. I know your coach, uh, Coach John Harbaugh, has teased you about that as well. Let's talk about some of those great moments. Most meaningful TD catch first in your BYU career, and then your career overall. Oh man. Um, my most memorable TD catch was, uh, I think it was probably Colorado State. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> Your helmet got popped off. Which, but which one? Because you had two in the fourth. Right? Yeah, but, but that wasn't. See, most people think that the, when my helmet got popped off was the game winner. And, I mean, that's the most memorable touchdown from that game. But it was really, when you bowled over Michael Reed. But really, right? that was earlier in the game. Yeah when, I, yeah, when I ran over Michael Reed to get in the end zone. That <laughs> Look was with, out! We had 20 seconds left, and we were down. And so that was you know the game-winning touchdown. And so that was actually the one I was referring to. And, um, and that was an important game because you know if we lose to Colorado State that game, you know uh, that that hurts us on the national stage. And so um, you know that was a that was a big big touchdown. And you know I th- that was probably my you know one of my only game winning touchdowns with 20 seconds like that. So that was a cool one. Let me share a story about that real quick. I was uh, we were preparing to do a women's volleyball match in the Smithfield House. The prayer is going on, <laughs> uh, and I'm I can't hear the game or see it, but I'm asking the truck, you know, what's going on? What's going on? And someone said. Dennis Pittage just scored. We have the lead. And, I, and it's a prayer, and I have a headset on, so I'm not paying attention. And I say, Dennis Pittage just scored? <laughs> like that loud, and like 20 people turn around and look at me like, what the heck? Prayer. <laughs> so, yeah. you How can, irreverent of you. Yes. And I've lived my life the same way since. Okay, you, you catch a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Let me repeat that. You catch a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. When did the reality of what was happening set in? I don't, I, I don't know if it has yet. You know, it's... I mean, it's cool. It was definitely a cool moment. Um, but you're so wrapped up in the game. You know, I think it was in the first or second quarter. It was definitely in the first half when I caught the touchdown. And, uh, you know, you still have a whole half of the Super Bowl to play. And so it's not something you can really uh, get too high on in the moment. But, 
um, it was cool. You know, looking back, you know, I have the touchdown ball. You know, it's got an inscription on it now, Super Bowl 47. And um, I think it's really going to mean a lot when, you know, I get older and I can, you know, show that to my kids and, and be able to kind of relive that moment. Uh, we get we have a couple Twitter questions for you at Ipita the Fool. <laughs> Great name. Does Dennis endorse my Twitter handle? <laughs> Absolutely, I do. I am a That's full so endorser of that Twitter handle. There you go. That is such a good yes. Every time we read it, it's hard not to laugh. <laughs> at Laser Sheep, you had many catches at BYU where you took hard hits. What was the biggest hit that you took while making a catch? Oh man, I actually think it was in that Colorado State game. I mean, this was just a great game for me. Um, <clears throat> It was when my helmet got popped up because I got sandwiched between two guys, and <clears throat> fortunately, I thought we were going to show it. No, we're not showing it. <laughs> um, you know, fortunately, my face didn't take a beating. That's why you know I look so good now. But <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a pretty hard hit. I remember the getting the wind knocked out of me a little bit too. So in that moment, are are you? Yeah, if you have the wind knocked out of you, and guys are trying to hit you, are you like trying to back them off? Like I need to breathe here. What's going on? <laughs> No, I was. It was a pretty cool catch, so I was excited. I didn't. I didn't worry about breathing at the time. Dennis Pitta, yeah, it's overrated. On BYU Sports Nation, NFL tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, former BYU great. You hold a record in the NCAA, Dennis. I do. Yeah. Like, and not a lot of people know about it, but it's it's un it's unbelievable. I know. I feel like nobody knows about it. I've said it on the show. You guys talk about it more. (laughs) Yes, I'll say it right now for those that don't know. No one has more receiving yards. As a tight end in NCAA history than Dennis Pitta, did you? When did you find that out? Uh, that's a good question. I don't. I think you know after my senior year, you know somebody in. Is it like hey that's somebody cool. in the media department? Let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, it was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't know it at the time, but uh, you know, I knew I had some of the BYU records. But you know, having NCAA records kind of, uh, it's a cool thing to have. I mean, we'll see if it gets broken. I'm sure it will. Catch, catching the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl versus that. The Super Bowl TD? I mean, they're both pretty cool. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, Let I, me think about it. Hopefully I get back to another Super Bowl and I have another touchdown. So yeah. that one may not mean as much. I know that you are a multi-sports star, played basketball as well. You have scrimmaged against Jerem. Apparently you have <laughs> you you a couple years dominated years him. Yeah. But there's, there's this little thing that I've heard from uh, one of our good buddies, John Beck, one of your former teammates and quarterbacks, uh, that uh, basically he said, you should ask Dennis – about the time I dunked on him in Montana. What the heck, Dennis? What? What's going on? This is on? a CFL quarterback we're talking about. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually have a lot to say on the matter. Um, so I talked to John. I think after he did the interview with you guys, he called me or something and left me a message and said, hey, I just told everybody I dunked on you, um, which is fine. You know, it doesn't hurt my feelings. But I think what really needs to come to light are the true facts of the story. Because okay. number one, okay. we were in Montana. We were up, you know, staying at a lake house and uh, elevation. Yeah, I mean, number one, elevation, but number two, the rim was eight feet, <laughs> and so you know, Jerem could, could even dunk it. Okay, eight feet, yeah, you know? we went there, didn't we? It was it filled with water in the base, like that kind of. Hoop yeah, I mean, about? it was it was pretty rinky dinky. And number one, he never dunked on me. He may have dunked near me, but we were also playing dunk ball. So if you weren't <laughs> dunking. I don't know what you were doing. Okay, he, he, I talked to him on the phone. He's like, "Yeah, he told he told me the backstory, but he's like, you should just still ask him about me dunking on him." Yeah, he actually told me not to tell you guys that it was an eight feet rim or eight foot rim. He kind of left. He that wanted he wanted people to know that it was a ten foot rim that he he could actually dunk, which he can't. Have did you seen s- him, Dougie? Yeah, by the did way, did you see the Dougie video? I, I saw it. I, wow. I immediately called him afterwards, and uh, we talked about it in length. But you know, John really loves his dancing skills. 
and uh, I've seen him dance on multiple occasions. He actually his his go to dance is really Michael Jackson. I was going to say he seems really? like a Michael yeah, Jackson. The Dougie dad. was new for me. I hadn't seen that out of him. So, uh, but he, you know, I feel like he did a good job. He pulled out, you know, pretty much every move that the Dougie consists of, and he and he <laughs> threw it out there. So, good for him. It was multifaceted. Yeah. Do you mind signing our Rise Up flag? Absolutely. That'll be all right. True no or false, Dennis? BYU football wins double-digit games in 2014. True. Thank you. Hey, if you have time, let's go to the uh, Richards building and shoot around for a minute. You want to? <laughs> yeah. I can get some shots up there. There was, a, there was a ball here. You know, we you were, the, we were the Smith Fieldhouse when we played. Yes, we were. I don't really remember much about your game. But Nobody really does. I guess it wasn't that memorable if I don't. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Do you have another interview to do right now? No, I got nothing to do. Hey, Dennis, great to have you, man. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Up next, Trevor Maddich. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan on Football Media Day. I don't know what happened to Dennis. Apparently we ran out of time and he had to go. Yes. <laughs> Where did Dennis go? No, good to hear from Dennis Pitta. Uh, good luck to him, him and the Ravens this year. Can't wait to see him fully healthy another season with Baltimore. It's going to be good. Yeah, we did play pickup in the Smithfield House back in the day occasionally. There's a group that plays at two, on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, at noon, and so those were fun. I remember one particular moment where he fouled me. I called the foul. He did not agree, and I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't want something to go down between me and Dennis Pitter right now. Luckily, nothing did. Oh, because you were going to take it to him? Hey, you know what? Let's bring in Trevor Maddis. He needs to get involved in this conversation. Wait a minute. It's a pickup game. Yeah. Pickup hoops. You called a foul. Yeah. And he did not respect your call. He did. Well, he did, but he was kind of like, Pff. I hope Something like that. I hope like you did not let that disrespect stand. I hope you hammered him, because if that happens, you will be his... Listen. For the rest of the game. <laughs> you, you, I hope you did not let him dominate you. That's a BYU TV blanket right there. Yeah, yeah. No, I did, I did not. I backed him down in the post, probably had a little jump hook off the glass and scored. I don't that's, know. That's, that's the you know story. What Whether it happened or not, that's the story. It, yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> exactly. It's a Maddich Monday. Just another Maddich yeah. It is a Maddich Monday. It's a Maddich Monday on a Monday, which is uh-huh. kind of new. And yes. media day. We yeah. have all sorts of alliteration happening right now on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Trevor, uh, this, is, uh, this is a huge day, One, uh, a day that a lot of BYU football fans look forward to because it's now time to turn your eyes to the prize of 2014. 67 days away from Connecticut. How do you view the state of BYU football right now? It's outstanding and it's on the rise. BYU is always at that top 25 level, but they're building a program now, and independence has really helped with it, to get up into more of a consistent top 15, top 10 kind of a level, and you can see it occurring right now. I'm very excited to see how things play out this year. Isn't it interesting that BYU is coming off of back-to-back eight-win seasons, yet they are in the national discussion so much? Yeah, but part of that, I think, was an anomaly at BYU where they couldn't throw a forward pass. <laughs> That, that's that's Referencing new two seasons ago. here. Yeah, and, and there have been reasons for it. I mean, they've had issues at quarterback. They've had issues with protection. They've had issues at receiver at times. And it all kind of became this, this bucket of bolts instead of a, a humming Ferrari. And because of that, nobody was really able to really roll with that passing game. Well, now they've got stability at quarterback. They've got experience coming back at the offensive line. And they should have one of the deepest receiving cores in the country. There'll be a lot of new guys, but there's a lot of talent in this receiving core. And I think you'll see a quantum improvement with deep passing from BYU this year. Complement the defense with that, and you've got the ability to to take a, a, a real big jump in record. I like the phrasing you use there, quantum improvement. And there has been this significant leap from BYU quarterbacks from sophomore to junior seasons, or at least from first to second year starting a full season. Taysom Hill is in that position. Mm-hmm. 
Do you feel like he can go next level as a junior? I think he can go next level because I think he will be allowed to actually play a little quarterback instead of play keep away. To stay in the pocket. Yeah, keep, keep, keep this in mind. Um, last year, BYU's running game was fantastic. But from his development as a passer, it's nice to be able to once in a while drop, set, throw. Yeah. And for Taysom last year, it was too often drop, run, because he was pressured too often. And so he wasn't able to develop that kind of timing, and yet he still did very well as, as a passer and as a thrower. And so this year, I think the offensive line will be much improved. And with, the, with more playmakers, more, more depth there in the receiving core. Uh, I think Taysom will do a lot better. Another thing is that he's worked with Tom House, who's been a, a 35-year pitching coach, who's worked with NFL quarterbacks like Tom Brady and Drew Brees this offseason on not just his technique, but on his physical capabilities to play the, the quarterback game. And one thing that Tom House understands is that pitchers are rotational athletes. In other words, they don't push like a bench press. They rotate and so he's trained pitchers over the years to get rotational strength and rotational control. That helps them have stronger arms and greater longevity. And it helps their arm keep from becoming fatigued so much in, later in the season. Well, in working with him in the offseason, I talked with Taysom about this about a month ago. He's learned technique that will help him be a more consistent passer from a platform standpoint. And he's learned physical training in that rotation that will allow his arm to get everything out of it. And so I think there's a lot of good things for Taysom coming up in this season. What's harder for Taysom, to learn how to do that or to break the tendency to want to run because he is great at that? Wouldn't you want to run, too, if you had somebody coming by to hit you in the mouth? Yes. yes. Yeah, I, so, I would run, too. I would become the greatest running quarterback in the history of BYU. If yeah. I, yeah, and again, not to be disrespectful to the offensive line, but last year they platooned about eight guys. It was like a hockey 11 game. different guys 11 started. Eleven guys. Yeah, and, and, That's but, too many. Right, because they had some injuries and stuff like that. But there were about eight that they wanted to go in there. And because of that, they had a lot of guys in there that were just not really ready yet. But nobody established themselves. They didn't have a five established. Now they've got some guys from that group who had really great springs, who established themselves in their position. They've got a lot more competition. They've got some new guys coming in. Because of that, this goes back to Taysom. Everybody blames the quarterback. Well, a passing game needs to have a lot of things come together. One of those things is protection. But, but think about this. This is one thing that we've talked about over the last year or so uh, when, we, when we visited on Mondays, that everybody loads the line of scrimmage to stop BYU's running game. So what do they do? They try to throw the ball down to, to Hoffman. And he was great at catching the ball but wasn't dynamic from a standpoint of then turning a catch into an 80-yard touchdown with tremendous speed. He was fast enough. But he wasn't that guy. And then other guys, there wasn't enough consistency in terms of playmaking. There were some good players there, but not enough to help Taysom. This year. They've got it. This year, they've got fast guys. Now, if you load that line of scrimmage, if they give him protection, and I expect them to, then with the loaded line of scrimmage, you'll have guys one-on-one, not with just one or two receivers that can, that can threaten them there, but with four or five. Now, all of a sudden, I think you'll see more old-school throwback, long BYU completions. It won't come with the same style necessarily, but it'll be the same effect as long as all this stuff comes together. Now, the players have to get it done, but the players will be there. And if they take ownership of it and do it right, there's no reason why it shouldn't. ESPN college football analyst and former BYU national champion Trevor Maddich with us on a Maddich Monday media day here at BYU Broadcasting. 
What's surprising to me is uh, a guy that had just inked on with ESPN, Phil Steele, who is a college football uh, I don't know. What do you want to call him? A guru by statistics I don't know and if guru expert. even count. Yeah, yeah. Expert. Yeah. They've got to create a new level, another word, because expert doesn't really do him justice. Reg- Bible writer. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the writer of the college football preseason Bible. Phil has said that he anticipates the offensive line to be the best position group for BYU in 2014. That shocked us. That- Literally blew us out of the water. So much for Phil being that top. No, I'm kidding. No, it's just, it's just a joke. He, See, t- he took the career starts number, and he thinks BYU makes a huge leap. More than quarterback, more than running back. And that the, was surprising. The, and the thing is, the this BYU offensive line will now be in their second year of, of conditioning for ludicrous speed. And that second year, you have to go fast, go hard speed. offense. That's right. Right. And BYU, I mean, offense, defense, and special teams, I think last year ran more plays than any other team in the country. And platooning that offensive line helped with experience last year, but it also helped from a standpoint of guys understanding what kind of conditioning they need to play more plays. And if you've got the big, powerful Alabama-type, you know, 330-pound lineman that bench press 600 pounds, great. Huddle up, take a breath, off you go. But if you can maintain a high level of play with a good level of strength, but do it at hyperspeed, it wears down the opponent. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, it really tells in, in the fourth quarter. And so that offensive line for BYU, now their conditioning will be a better match for what they're being asked to do because they've had two years now to do it, not just one spring. Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman, uh, about a week ago, a week and a half ago, wrote an article in which he referenced uh, a West Virginia fan saying, what if, uh, what if BYU had a scheduling agreement with a Power 5 conference? What are your thoughts on the possibility of that in the future? I know this was addressed in State of the Program. There's a lot of things that are out there for that. You know, the, the thing that BYU needs to uh, hope is that they can still schedule as an independent teams from Power 5 conferences. And the reason is with a four-team playoff, it gives them an even better chance to get into the national championship picture than under the BCS with just a two-team playoff, just one game, right? And so... The selection committee will look at strength of schedule. And as long as BYU is able to schedule teams from those conferences, their strength of schedule will be fine from a selection committee standpoint. Now it will be a matter of how many games did you win and, and certain comparisons that they will make. So what the Power Five will do right now has not been established. I think BYU brings so much to the table as an opponent, from a standpoint of national audience, from a standpoint of a brand-name marquee game, probably on national television, not regional television, much of the time. I think there are many reasons why BYU, as an independent, is attractive to those Power Five. Now we'll see what they think and what they do. But, but because of the brand that BYU has built, I think things look positive from that standpoint in the future. So right now, uh, BYU seems they're fine without any kind of scheduling agreement, especially well, I, 20- I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know that they're fine. I'm saying that I think, think so? that I think they bring a lot to the table. Yeah. And as long as they can schedule, you know, I don't know what the answers will be going forward. That's mm-hmm. what that's what In I'm saying. A couple saying. of years, like 2015. Sure. Yeah. That's strong enough if you go undefeated. Yeah. And right to now, possibly the, get into the and, four. And they. That's right. Oh, listen, this year's schedule is is strong enough if they go undefeated really? to be considered for the so? top four. With Cal and Virginia, Texas is Texas solid, will be better. But- Houston. Boise State, Central Florida. Houston is – listen, if the selection committee is paying attention, if BYU knocks and off Houston, that, that will be a quality win. Houston will be one of the better teams in the country, not just in their conference yeah. this year. I'm just looking at those P5s. I see one of those three being quality. Yeah, but, yeah. If, but BYU, I think, uh, has the cachet that there are enough names in there and enough quality teams in there for people that are paying attention. Mm-hmm. That I think this year there's a, there's a chance. Now, keep in mind this, that when BYU won the national championship in 1984 uh, – there, were, there was a lot of help. 
it seemed like that last month of the season, we'd win a game, and then we'd look at you know what happened for other teams that were ahead of us, and they lost. And right. and next week, another one losing. lost. Then another one lost. And we had a series of miracles on the field, which kept us undefeated. And so BYU would still need those things to come together, whether or not they have a super strong schedule. They will still need that to come together. I think this year would put them in position to be in the discussion mm-hmm. with the schedule that they have. They wouldn't be a lock, but they'd be in position to be in the discussion. Trevor Maddox with us on ESPN. Uh, you know, we, we always want like a win total, a realistic number for, for BYU football in 2014. There's potential to go undefeated because of the way that the schedule shakes out. Where do you see BYU football in number of wins this season? I see, I see nine wins at least. I think they have a good chance to win 10. And if they stay healthy, they could win 11. Uh, and, and where that 12th would be, I don't know. I have high expectations this year because I understand the players that they have combined with the system that they're running. This is the second year of the go fast, go hard. I call it ludicrous speed. And, <laughs> and believe me, defensive coordinators around the country hate to face the kinds of things that BYU can do with a mobile quarterback like Taysom Hill. They are in position, but it's up to the players. Trevor Maddich with us on BYU Sports Nation. Trevor, always great to have you. Look forward to Maddich Mondays in the fall. Thanks for bringing it on Media Day. It's great to be here, and I promise I will never call a foul on you. <laughs> Thanks for not asking for any uh, food or anything. <laughs> uh, like Bronco Mendenhall and Dennis Pitta. Y- your lunch is on my plate out of the cafeteria right now. <laughs> Up next, we recap a loaded first hour of BYU Sports Nation. It's a two-hour special simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Even Tyler Haas is a football fan on Media Day. He played receiver uh, until like ninth through tenth grade, and he was good. And then he's like, well, "No, I got to focus on this." Like I said, he's a he's a fan today well, of football I don't know too. How good he was. June 23rd, Media Day. We are at BYU Broadcasting. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan on BYU Sports Nation. We've had an amazing first hour. Bronco Mendenhall, Dennis Pitta, and ESPN's Trevor Maddox. Not bad. That's a pretty good lineup. Coming up next hour, stay with us. Another hour of BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Bronson Kafusi, and Robert Daniel. Robert Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, like I said, great first hour. More to come in just a few moments. The the simulcast continues. High five for the first hour. One minute. Media day on BYU Sports Nation. We call this stoppage time. Yeah. yeah. This is BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Can you think of a better way to start a Monday than with talking football? It's BYU Football Media Day. In June. It's an extended weekend. Is is it a little early? Yes. Who cares? (laughs) It's BYU Football, and it's in June. I, I do not care. 67 days away from Connecticut. What a first hour we've had. Thanks for joining us here on hour number two. Great stuff ahead. This kind of kicks off the whole season of media days for different teams and end conferences. BYU they, they started off. I'll be honest. Uh, the day after Washington kicked off the 2014 season for me after the bowl game, I know there was spring practice. We've been talking about 2014. But this feels official. State of the program. This show. BYU football game moments then and now coming up 3 Eastern. Web chats. The Texas game replayed. I mean, all, all this stuff. BYUTVSports.com. Interacting on Twitter. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And speaking of Twitter... Uh, we usually have a Twitter question on BYU Sports Nation today. We just want you to send in your questions for our guests. We've had some great ones for uh, Bronco Mendenhall and Dennis Pitta. And, 
And I'm sure that we'll have some great questions for our player yeah, hour, starting player hour. with the quarterback, player Taysom hour. Hill. Let's go. Taysom, what question do you want us to ask you? We always ask the questions. Like, <laughs> it's, what do you want us to ask Taysom you? Taysom Hill. What, what do I want you guys to ask me? Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe you could ask me, you know, how married life is or something. You okay. Know, like, Boring. <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's, it's great. We're having fun. Like, come on, man. No, no. How? Okay. Okay. You, guys, you guys have it's the question. How is married life? Jason? Married life is great, you guys. I, I've got uh, I've got zero complaints right now in life. So thanks for asking, you guys. I love that you guys. Um, you know, will will take interest in my personal life other than just on the football field. Yes, well, I, I appreciate that. Well, what else is going on in your personal life of interest? Um, not you want to tell the world. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just working out. I'm, I'm getting ready to. Uh, I just booked my flights to go to the Manning camp. Awesome. But uh, you guys will probably enjoy that. You know the football aspect of things. Um, but that's about it. Let's talk out. about the outside. What hotel are you staying in when you go to the Manning camp? You know, I don't know. They. Uh, he booked I, his flight. I, I tell you, one of the time, I'm just, thing, I'm just one asking. Thing at a time. I. Uh, I book my flight. They take care of everything else. Okay. So they're putting me up where that is. I don't know. That's got to be pretty what, nice. What, so. do you, what do you expect from that experience? You're going to meet Peyton Manning. That's probably yeah. the coolest part, right? Yeah. I, I think, honestly, uh, more than anything, you know, I, I expect to learn some things from Peyton and Eli, whether it's mechanically or the the mental aspect of the game from, from those guys who have been through so much. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But I think more than anything, it will give me an opportunity to get my name out there on a national level. Um, and so I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, to meeting all those guys and, and, uh, and coaching up some of, the, some of the young high school kids that uh, are up and coming. And showing up for your meetings on time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Taysom Hill with us on BYU Sports Nation. Johnny football. Listen, listen like when, when you go to a camp like that, and oh, by the way, your name is already out there. Don't know if you've heard, but you've you've been added to some this, preseason this helps, Heisman yes. lists and and whatever. Do you like that exposure? Because I know some players, some coaches are kind of like, eh, but yeah. but do you like it? It's it's kind of a uh, a hard thing, I guess. Any any uh, any good publicity like that is is great, you know. So um, I honestly I feel honored, and uh, it's it's a cool thing to be recognized in that way. Um, but you know it's it's june you know it's it's like uh, there's still a lot of things that need to take place before all of those things really mean something you know if my name's be still being thrown around in that category come you know september october well then um well then that's that's pretty cool you know but looking into it it, it i do feel honored in in regards to that you influence the BYU football season more than any single individual as the quarterback how do you manage the the, I guess it can be positive stress of the hype, the expectations you set for yourself, let alone what fans and every single person on planet <laughs> Earth that knows you wants to talk about with you. How do you manage the stress of, hey, uh, I've got to play well and lead my team to victory? Yeah, honestly, I mean, I, I, it's it's something that I don't think about. You know, I'm not thinking like, oh, well, I was just named on on this Heisman watch, so I have to do this. And this Emily, game and did this you and... see this magazine? <laughs> it's awesome. Look at my face. I'm important. No, I, I I don't do that stuff. And and so honestly, um, I love competing. I love playing. I love playing college football, and uh, I, I try my best not to get caught up 
on the things that are being said about me. Um, like you mentioned before, I have some expectations of myself, some goals of myself that I want to hit and, and accomplish. And, uh, you know, that that's enough to, to add enough pressure <laughs> in my life. So. Taysom Hill with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is the player hour on this two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. The Cougar Challenge just took place, <laughs> and that thing is insano. Okay, I mean, it's this That's quadrathlon. Insane, uh, yes, it is. It's just Spencer for insane. Uh, but if, if you break it down, running every stair at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, uh, you do a mile swim, an 11 mile bike ride, and a five mile I heard seven mile bike ride. Oh, that seven mile bike ride. Okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It, it, Did you participate? Leg, my leg was a seven mile bike ride. And if you guys, it was uh, started at Vivian Park. Up past Sundance to Aspen Grove, you guys. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's it's uh, it's it wasn't fun. It wasn't <laughs> fun. So, did you finish? Uh, we finished. Yeah, I, I finished. Who's on your uh, team? Who's on your team? It was uh, uh, Robertson Daniel and Travis Tealoma, and then me. So. Oh, did Tealoma yeah. slow you down? Uh. He he was the slowest in the group. <laughs> you know? He's asking to throw his team in under no, the bus. Hey, hey, I'm he's just kidding. He's a lineman. I know. He's, he's not going to be the same speed. That's fine. He's so quick on the football field. It, it oh, was oh, he's fun. coming in here. I'm it was kidding. fun. I, I did. I slept a lot this this last weekend. <laughs> now, trying to uh, recover and recuperate. So started at 5:45. I think I got to the top at about 11:30. I believe the quote from Jamal Williams was, legs is dead. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag legs is dead. Yeah. Yeah. With Taysom Hill, the BYU quarterback now on BYU Sports Nation, what's your typical day like in the off offseason uh, in terms of you know, getting your workout in the morning and then and what do you do the rest of the day? Yeah. So I, I, it's kind of in stages, I guess. I just finished the stage where I, I worked out from 7 to 9. I threw from 9 to 10 and then I was in class from 10 to 11 and then um, another class from 1 to about 3.30 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So now that classes are over, my schedule gets gets a little uh, more open. No wonder so, you're feeling so good, man. Feeling great. Because that was on Friday, right? <laughs> that finals was Thursday. Thursday, Thursday okay. was, was the last day of finals. So No class this summer. No class. Smart dude. No class. So I finished up spring term, and, and now I'll, I'll probably go and work out at, at 9, and uh, it'll give me an opportunity to to work more specifically on – different uh, quarterback drills that that I received from Tom House from John Beck and those guys because I'll be able to do my lifting before that throw with the guys and then go do my additional work instead of having the the school workload on top of me so that'll be kind of my schedule um, going forward I want to ask you about Tom House more in a second but what's your major I don't even know I just applied to the finance program nice so I what just do you, what do you want to do with, do with that if after um, you know, I, I put my emphasis as uh, real estate um, investment. Um, the David Nixon effect. That that is that Your is what he's doing. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I could go into the the corporate banking. I could be a financial advisor um, and do those things. But I, honestly, I just felt like that was the the major that would challenge me and make me the most marketable upon graduation. Just save some time now that you have some time off for golf. And I just had an epiphany. <laughs> We have this challenge with the BYU recruiting guys, okay? What if we had a fourth? Because we could add a fourth. What if we got a BYU football player and Taysom, you're our ringer? Would you, you want to you want to join our I'm, team and be in the, in. get in the I, tournament? I, I do find time for golf. I've uh, I played about three times last week, and um, 
I haven't been playing very well though, so I don't know if you if you want to bring oh, me no, on. We'll take you. We'll take, we'll take you. Listen, over me. listen okay. Jeff Martson. We want Taysom Hill. <laughs> you can go find whatever other football player you want. We we've got Taysom now, and he's our he's our force. Are you the best golfer on the BYU football team? Um, I haven't played with everybody, but if if I'm not the best, I would be up there. Yeah. All right. I believe we, we've got some uh, Twitter questions for you. Oh. Uh oh. <laughs> uh Taysom, which game are you most looking forward to? This is from at Sports Bros. Yeah. Man, that's a tough question. You know, we get asked that every, every off season. Every off season. Um but there's a couple games that I'm I'm looking forward to. Um uh, you know, the opener is always fun. I, I and I don't want to look past that. I think that kinda got us in trouble a little bit last year as we looked past Virginia and looked onto Texas and we didn't adjust well to the, to the weather conditions and things there. But um, I'm looking forward to that opener. Give us an opportunity to just, you know, the off season's done and, and we're playing against somebody else. So that'll be fun. And, and um, you know, the Texas game at Texas, I think that's, there's going to be a lot of hype there. And, and I'm looking forward to, to going down there and, um, you know, showcasing what we can do on the road at, at a big time school like that. And, um I'm anxious to get back at Virginia. You know that that uh, that loss stung last year, and I still I watched that film, and and that's a tough one mm. to watch. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that Central Florida on the road as Central Florida, a team that was BCS last year, um, great program, um, an, another tough one on the road. So, uh, we we got a great schedule again this year, and and uh, it'll give us a great opportunity. Public enemy number one in Austin, Texas, Taysom Hill. Jim <laughs> <laughs> Brown from Horns Digest covers Texas. Last week he said, yeah, Texas, the game where Taysom Hill, the guy with the knee brace, ran for 250-plus. <laughs> you ever get that? Like, you're this, you're this dude from Pocatello, you yeah. have a knee brace, and yet you ran for like 1,300. I had a uh, <laughs> an interview with, I, I forget the, the guy's name from Texas, uh, a few weeks ago. And the his quote in this interview was, uh, you know, watch out or, or you'll get BYU'd was one of them. <laughs> or you'll get uh, Taysom Hill, I think, was, was the other one that uh, he said was floating around Austin. <laughs> so, so good. When the, when the marketing continues about you, with you, are you okay with the Taysman? Is that, is that okay? That's been floated out there? Hey, that's okay. That's all right. All right. All right. Okay. Stamp that's of approval. Right. At Bridger Hill, which new offensive player do you expect to have the biggest impact this year? Um, someone that just came in this year, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, that's a tough question. I, I think uh, I think Jordan Leslie uh, will probably come in and, and have the, the biggest impact. And, and that's, that's tough to single out one guy because we have some great guys coming in. But I think um, a guy like Jordan who – He's a bigger, he's a he's a more physical guy than I think that that we're used to and accustomed at BYU. I think that uh, he'll give us an opportunity to win in man press and and uh, easily get off bump coverage, and um, I think that because of his strength, um, you know, he he just has some things that other guys that that don't have. He's right a now. proven commodity. He is, yeah. Is exactly. he a burner? I mean, is he really fast? I haven't, I haven't seen him like open up and run. But I, I know we just we did some testing, you know, the the shuttle and stuff like that, and and I know that uh, he was running pretty well. So um, I, he's he's a great addition to our our offense. Taysom Hill with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's it's year two of Go Fast Go Hard. Uh, we've only got a few seconds here, but does the offense get more complex or more simplified this year? 
Yeah, for sure, more complex. And, uh, you know, we've already added a lot of nuances uh, in spring ball and uh, things that we've carried over into fall camp that's uh, made us really difficult to defend. Okay, final question. What do you weigh right now? I'm about 233. So you're down like five pounds from the uh, spring or something? (laughs) No, this is probably the heaviest I've ever been. Are you more? This is the heaviest you've been? Oh, you were 228. Yeah, this is the heaviest I've ever been. But still I haven't, fast. I haven't weighed after the Cougar Challenge. I probably lost it. <laughs> you probably lost it. You're back, back down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Taysom Hill, great to have you with this man. We'll Thanks, ask you guys. To wait. What the heck? Look forward to the 2014 <laughs> season. Up next, one of Taysom's good buddies, Jamal Williams, joins BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is hour two of this media day special, the player hour. We just got done talking the to Taysom Hill. Hour. Please say it. The player yeah, hour? Yeah, all the players. <laughs> Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams. I can't Bronson pull that Kifusi. off. Neither can I. Robertson Listen, when I Daniel. try and say that, we get guests laughing at us. And one already my, Jamal Williams is laughing one of, at me. What about laughing? One of my favorite <laughs> musical artists is 50 Cent. That's the equivalent. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yes. I can't throw a pitch. Yes. Little Kim. Little Kim. <laughs> Little Kim. <laughs> Jamal, welcome to the show, man. Looking good. Thank you. Explain Thank the you. get up first off. What, what goes into the decision of what hat, you wear glasses. Yeah, did you plan this no for No way those are prescription. I planned uh, this for media day. You know, I had to look spiffy one time for you guys. Okay. One time. Yeah. I think I think you bring it consistently. What goes into the decision making of your fashion? Hmm. It depends if, like, my mom and them were here. I'll wear the whole outfit in front of them, and they'd be like, yay or no, then okay. I'll go with that. But, they sign yeah. off on it? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes if I, look, if I feel like I look good and they don't, <laughs> their their opinion doesn't matter at all. <laughs> a year ago, you, you had wore a pink, a pink uh, bucket hat on media day. Yeah, I miss it. You miss it? <laughs> look, when my, <laughs> when my family and them come to my house, Everything is going to be gone. Like they take everything. My hats, that hat is gone. True blue, you wore a, a 21 hat, your number. Yeah. That. And in a neon shirt. You you had just come down from the mountain hunting, I believe, is what it had. <laughs> or you'd gone running in the canyon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. My job at night is to be a human highlighter. <laughs> I think you're accomplishing that with the neon colors. Okay, Jamal, uh, believe it or not, we're going to talk about football today because it is, it is football media day. All right, cool. Wait. Wait, Let's what? talk about the Cougar Challenge. Okay, fine. Hashtag legs is dead, right? <laughs> are your legs, legs are still gone. dead? I'm still in shock. Just to let you know. Is that I, the hardest thing you've ever done? Yes. I'm not swimming. I'm not going biking. I'm not hiking. <laughs> I am done. That was my thing. <laughs> you should have seen my face when we had to do that five mile hike. I'm not a I'm not a nature man. I'm not <laughs> I'm a concrete boy. I like cities and buildings. When we was in that hike, I was so scared. I was scared and tired. But, like, I couldn't do nothing. I'm too tired to run. Yeah. And I, all you hear is bzzz and stuff in the bushes. You don't know what it is. I saw a dead snake. I was like, what killed the snake? That's what I was worried about. <laughs> I was really scared. Oh, that's good. I'm glad that we went there. I'm, so, I'm glad you so stopped my first Chase football Chase Daddy avoids the forest. Yes. I avoid You're a hunter nature. on the field. Only. Yes. Okay. I, I want to ask you about uh, Devon Blackman. Uh, you played high school football with him. He's now mm. BYU. Yep. What's it like to hang out with uh, Devon, who's in town to play for the Cougars? It's great. It's always good to have a person from back home come. Because once he got here, because uh, he came, like, yesterday. And right when I see him, the first thing that came out of his mouth was, Hey, bro, hey. I was like, hey. 
<laughs> What's yeah. up? I haven't seen you forever. Yeah. But like we've been hanging out ever since he got here and I've been showing him around and he gotta go get his ID card and stuff. He got like this right here. He gotta go get a beard card because he, <laughs> he breaks out. That's funny. Yeah, that's yeah, he breaks out, yeah. Oh, you don't think so? <laughs> well no, there's guys at BYU that are like, Oh, I can't. I'm about to go. You know what? I gotta card. get a beard card. I believe it's one. legit. Jamal Williams with us on BYU Sports Nation. Some guys do, yeah. Okay, Devon, what, what's the first thing that you, you take him to do in Provo, Utah? Well, the first thing I took him to do? Yeah. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. What? Go to my house? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, thing. like, hey, this is Provo. What's, like, what's you have like, to oh, go hey, to J-Dogs. Or you things. have to, like, what, what's, oh, what's, what's the, hmm. I really don't know. Or, hey, let's go hiking in the mountains. <laughs> We're or... not going hiking, for sure. <laughs> We're not going swimming. <laughs> We're going, we probably go no, we ain't going to the stadium because them stairs give me nightmares. But <laughs> first thing we going to, honestly, we're going to In-N-Out because nice. I really need a burger. And that's a yeah. Southern California thing. Summit High School, Fontana, California, represent. Yeah, represent for you gotta, some. You got to get some In-N-Out. You had 383 carries last year. No, two years. Two years, sorry. Last, well, last two years. Zero fumbles lost, one fumble total. What are you doing right uh, in such a physical game to hold on to the ball that a lot of other guys can't do. Shoot. I get some glue, and then I take <laughs> it, and I'm playing. No, it's just, you just got to hold it tight. Hold it like a little baby, you know, like your Point son. Point contact, right? Son and daughter. You don't want nobody taking your baby, right? Yeah, absolutely. Don't take my baby. At all. Is that what you say to the opposing defense? Yes. I'd be like, back off. This is my baby. Then they'd be looking at me weird, like, what is he talking <laughs> about? <laughs> no, you just got to hold on to that ball. Because, you know, if you don't hold on to the ball, you ain't going to get the ball no more. That's right. So, my, my first key is ball protection. After that, it's, nah, no, it's blocking. Then ball protection. Because you can't get the ball if you don't block. Robert first. and I was just in your head right yes. there, right? Yeah, yeah. Blocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when you look at uh, the upcoming season for you, you have a chance to pass, uh, pass Harvey Unga. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's 1,448 yards that you need. Robert and I, earlier on State of the Program, said that if you're healthy, he thinks that you can do it this season. <laughs> is that is that one of the goals you have this season is to get up into that kind of number of 1,400, 1,500 yards? I mean, I was I was trying to get there this year. Like, it was my goal to get, like, 1,500 if I could. And I didn't know it was, like, I was that close to, to breaking it. So, and – Coach and I, of course, always put in some motivation on me. Yeah. It ain't pressure. It's motivation. He does this all the time. So I I love it when he says it, and I don't have to say it because then I can just ride along with him. I'm in his passenger seat. He rides the bus, and I just get on there. But, hey, it's fun to listen to Coach and I because he's just the funniest dude in the world. Take us there because uh, he'll come on our show, and we we try to open him up a little bit. But mm. what's, what's some funny stuff that Robert and I does? Dr. Bob, <laughs> that's what we call him. Dr. Bob. Bob? Yeah. All right. Hmm. How do I say it? At practice. Practice is the funniest time you'll ever see Coach and I because that's when he, he lets it out, you know, when he gets angry. Okay. So <laughs> if a player, like, messes up, you know, like return missionary, he just came off his mission, you know, he's still in <laughs> nice mode, pre- preaching the gospel, <laughs> okay, and he messes up, Coach and I will rip him a new one because it would be funny because his face, not Coach and I's, the kid's face, he'd be like <sighs> – how could you? <laughs> it's the reaction that's yes, funny. Yes, it's yeah. the funny. But he only yells at you because he wants to get a reaction at you to, to play better and stuff. And he, he did that to me, too. He did it in the Virginia game um, at halftime. He got in my face. And, like, I I love it. I love when he gets in my face because it gets me fired up. Hmm. It gets me want to go out there and, and prove him wrong. But this time, i got to prove him right. 
since he want to say I'm breaking the record. So I'm going to prove him right. He trusts you. Yeah, he trusts me. I trust him too. BYU junior running back Jamal Williams on BYU Sports Nation, a two-hour special media day edition. You ran track, and that, I'm sure, didn't help your legs uh, feel any better leading up to the Cougar Challenge because it's just been go, go, go. What did you gain from running track this year that will help you as a football player in 2014? Uh, pretty much just helping me get ready for them uh, breakout runs, long runs, and right when I get a little space. Are you faster? Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Form is going to come. Nice. Like, knees are going to be up, everything. It's going to be zoom, zoom, zoom. I'm about to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you feel uh, – do you have to change your form in football? I know – you talked about, hey, you know, sprinting uh, form is different than football form. Mm-hmm. So are you going to do something in the games when you're in a long sp- uh, sprint situation where you can go faster? Shoot, I wish. I'm going to just have to put my head down because that's pretty much what I do when I when I sprint. Um, the last stretch, especially because I like the 400, and like the last 100, I just put my head down and just sprint. So I'm going to try it. If it don't work. I'm going to go back to old times and, <laughs> <laughs> and pray. Get yes. my head up and pray to God while I run. Sure. So I can make it. Are you the fastest guy on the team now that you've had track and field conditioning? Uh, oh, conditioning-wise or, like, sprint-wise? Sprint-wise. No. Who, who's the fastest? Probably skinny Mike Davis, Devon. Yeah, probably those two. They're pretty quick. Is that yeah. a nickname, Skinny Mike Davis? No. Hey, Skinny Mike! I call him that. <laughs> I call him Skinny Mike. Okay. Okay, before we end here, because sometimes this takes a while, we want the Go Fast, Go Hard edition of Shoutouts with Jamal. Are you ready for this? Shoot, I wasn't ready. Do you, do want, you, do you want to do it? What's my time limit? Uh, let's go Let's go. 30 seconds. See how many you can go in 30. Hold on, let me get the timer up. Okay, Jeremy's going to Last put the time timer. I kept track of how many you did. I'm trying so to remember. Is it in the 30s just, or something? I'm just throwing out names, right? Well, that's yep. what That's, that's what you did. Shout out to That's what you did. Okay, ready? Seconds. Go wait, fast, wait, go hard. Wait, wait. Ready? I'm going to say, I'm going to give a shout out, and I'm going to just start with the name card. Okay, okay ready? Three, two, one. Shout out! Mama, Jayla, Uncle Bo, Stacy, Savannah, Chris, Auntie Karen, Auntie Linda, Jeremiah, Little Bobby. These need to be real people. Alexandria. They are. Michelle, <laughs> Jasmine, Michaela, Trishna. Uh, He's going up the Sugar arm. Mama, Tarina, Mimi, Jada, Shanice, Keisha, ooh, ah, Granny Annie. Four, uh, dang three, it. two. Don't buckle Dante, under the pressure. One. Nico. Time. 24 and 30 seconds. 24 Thank and 30 you. seconds. That's pretty good. Go fast, go hard. That's Jamal Williams. 18, <laughs> come off the arm. They come off the arm right awesome. there. <laughs> go fast, go hard in year two, Jamal. How much uh, better should we expect it to be since you guys have had a year under your belt? I feel like it's going to be an uh, exciting year, especially with all these wide receivers, too. Taysom gets to show his arm off. That's a good thing. Because once he does that, he throws a deep one. The greatest feeling in the world to be like a lineman or a running back when you're blocking is to run down the field and know that somebody caught the ball and you go out there and, and celebrate with them. So I can't wait for those deep threats. And more running. Everybody loves some running, right? <laughs> everybody loves running. No. I love, I love touchdowns and I love yards and however you, yeah, however you get it. Okay, Twitter question for you, Jamal. From at Together We Reach. <laughs> <laughs> nice for, name. Yes. For Jamal, what NFL running back do you think you compare most to? Is it present or could be any past, uh, present. past present, whatever. Hmm. I say it's cuz I like I run long. Okay. Like slingy. I say like Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. Yeah. 
You have I'm the a glasses fan. on today. Yeah, I'm a Rams fan. Eric Dickinson is the man. Okay. I like it. I like how he be running. Um, but I love I love how he runs. I used to love Steven Jackson. He's not my – I don't like him no more since he left my Rams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I liked how the way he ran too with power and viciousness. But um, I'll have to go with Eric Dickinson and Steven Jackson if you can put them together. Okay. Another, I like that. Eric Jackson. Eric Jackson, (laughs) Stephen Dickerson, at Dallin97. Who would you consider to be the best athlete on the team this year? This year? Hmm. Overall? Overall. Hmm. That's hard. That's real hard. Right now, I want to say Bronson. Bronson Kafusi. Okay. Best athlete. Yeah. Because him, all his whole family is just freakish. They're all just – Corbin will join the team this year as an offensive They're all just – towering over everybody laughing they got the same laugh they all act the same it's like they're all clones it's just funny from steve yeah they're, they're all funny <laughs> but they're all nice but i feel on the field they're all evil they're all evil <laughs> that's and a mean. good thing right <laughs> yeah you want that flip the switch a go fast go hard interview with jamal williams including go fast go hard shout outs and that brings us to our stat, stat of, the, of day. the day it's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I want you to dance, Jamal. I don't know. I don't know if you hear the music, but dance right now. Yep. Dun dun dun. Very good. Twenty-four. Okay. That's how many shout-outs Jamal Williams gave in thirty seconds. There That's the stat of the day. Congratulations. Thank you. We need to have solid. a record for this. We need to put it on there. Twenty-four will also be the amount of touchdowns Jamal will score in twenty fourteen. Yeah. There we go, Jamal. I can't wait to see you in all white, the royal blues, and the black. <sighs> Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm going to look saucy. I can't <laughs> Up next, the guy who Jamal thinks is the best athlete on the team right now, Bronson Kafusi, joins BYU Sports Nation. He's 6'8". This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. 30 minutes to go on a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation. Has it been Sports an hour Nation. and a half already? I know. Wow. I'm kind of sad that it's coming to an end. This has been really entertaining and really insightful. Yeah. But we have a show every day, noon to 1 Eastern. We're going to be talking about all this stuff all year. I love it. I know, but media day is just fun. You're right. You're right. You're right. We've now extended it to three hours. (laughs) What? We can't do that? (laughs) Dang it. Producers in the back. What? What did he say? No. (laughs) Yes, it is a two-hour edition. This is the player hour. We've heard from Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. Player hour. Jamal Williams is laughing again somewhere. Uh, He said... In one of our last questions to him, which was uh, from our Twitter follower, what or who is the best athlete on the BYU football team right now? That was from at Dallin97. He said Bronson Kafusi. And on An interesting choice. Bronson (laughs) Kafusi joins us on set. You're the most athletic player on the BYU football team. How do you feel about that? From Jamal Williams, of all people. <laughs> He's just being nice, probably, because he knows I go up against him, so he's trying to get on my good side, but <laughs> I don't know. You won the Cougar Challenge, <laughs> <Yeah>. Bronson. <laughs> Tell us about the Cougar Challenge and how you guys won that. Yeah, we were, I don't know, my team was Sky, Pove, and uh, Paul CK, and then myself, and so just all strategic, really. We While everyone else was getting changed in the locker room after the swim, we were already changed and on our way. So Transition time. Yeah, transition time. Hmm. That's what That's what saved us there. Uh, Jamal said legs is dead on his uh, Twitter. <laughs> How tired were you from that experience? That sounds extreme. Like, like, why would you do that? <laughs> really? Well, the reason why we did it is just for the team unity, but right. it's true. Our legs, what do you say? Legs, legs is, is dead. dead. Legs yeah. is, is dead. dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, then the legs is dead then because <laughs> everyone's just cramping up. I mean, after, 
you know, every, it was pretty good, pretty good. Everyone was feeling pretty good. And then the hike, that's what got us because it was just straight the, up. The last stretch. For like seven or more miles up, just straight up. So everyone was cramping bad. <laughs> Jamal said he was LeBron-ing. scared of bugs and he saw a dead snake. Did, were, were <laughs> what you, killed the snake? Yeah, were you nervous on the hike at any point? Were you scared like Jamal? <laughs> I was more scared about the team coming up behind us. I wasn't worried about okay. anything else. Yeah, I, I was more about the competition than, than the animals. <laughs> how, how, um, how far behind was the second place team? Ten minutes. Wow. It's pretty good. Ten minute wins. Pretty good. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. You are <laughs> the most athletic player on the BYU football team, according to Jamal Williams. <laughs> and you won the Cougar Challenge. What who do you think's the most athletic? Jamal Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Safe pick. That conversation Safe may have taken place as they were walking yeah. past each other out the door. You better say me, man. Yeah, yeah. I just said you were. You better say me. <laughs> you are part of BYU football's all soccer team. We we did this for the World Cup. We put this on the blog on BYU TV Sports. And because your wife Hillary is the goalkeeper for the BYU women's soccer team, it, it just all seemed natural that you should be the goalkeeper for the BYU football soccer team. <laughs> How do you feel about that distinction? I think that's a pretty good choice there. I mean, I go and I train with her sometimes. She allows me to throw the ball. And so I see how she, how goalies work. And uh, I, play, I played a little bit of that back in the day, back in junior high and things. So I could definitely do that job. Also, you're 6'8". Can you imagine lining up for a penalty kick against Bronson? He <laughs> arms, like, arms reaches extended, out his arms yeah. like, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's who else we had on this team. Defenders, Alani Fua. Harvey Jackson. Mm, I could trust those guys. Robertson Daniel <laughs> and Craig Bills as your defenders. So speed on the outside, taller physical guys on the inside. Uh-huh. Midfielders, Jordan Leslie, some guy named Taysom Hill. <laughs> <laughs> we put Scott Arlano in there. Oh, yeah. So he you can have a good, good leg. Right? Yeah, corner kicks. You need that. Uh, and Paul Lassique. Yeah. He can kick as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then forwards, Jamal Williams and Devon Blackman. Perfect. No, yeah. We, we are, could are we missing we could... anyone? Hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Someone going to be mad that we, we left them off the list. You're the only lineman of any kind on this team, by the way. <laughs> That's why I'm the goalie. We don't uh, run as much. <laughs> he's technically not a lineman anymore, though. That's right. You're an outside linebacker, which, by the way, how's that coming? It's been several months, spring ball, the summer now. Are you, are you used to, like, okay, I'm a linebacker? Oh, yeah. I, I love it. I would, you know... I take the name linebacker, but I say it's stand-up defensive end. <laughs> okay. Well, well there's, sort of, there's something to that. The, the role that Kyle Van Noy and Ziggy, to a degree, uh, for the Detroit Lions will play is is that very role. Are, are there any notes you can take from the way they play the game? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, with Kyle, I whenever I think of Kyle in this position, I just think he was a master at um, understanding his job, and he could adapt to whatever the offense was doing. And so uh, that's something I took from him from Ziggy, um, I love how Ziggy, whenever I think of Ziggy, you think about, you know, he didn't know what to do on every play, but he just let his athleticism and his abilities just take over, and he'd make plays. And so definitely being around those guys helped me. It's the water boy mentality with Ziggy at first. See the Won't football? Sack the quarterback. Sack the quarterback. <laughs> Tackle the dude with the football, however you need to do it. Bronson Kafusi with us on BYU Sports Nation. Your transition to linebacker has been one of the hot topics in the offseason. Because of your size and you look at Alani Fua on the edge and yourself on the edge, I don't think there's a taller linebacking core in the entire nation. But how good is this linebacking team going to be for BYU football? You lose Kyle Van Noy, You lose Spencer Hadley. You lose some really good players. How good is this crew going to be? Man, I mean, just like every year, you lose people um, that are really good, and you can't replace them because they have their own skill sets and things. But you know, when you bring those other guys who are coming in, they just know, 
all right, I got to bring my my skills to the table. You know what I have. You know, I'm I'm a different body type than you know Kyle and and, and Ziggy. And so um, I'd say you know we're gonna be as as good as we want to be. And so with Lonnie on that side, you know Lonnie's been doing this for almost five years. Mm-hmm. So I I love being able to ask him a lot of questions. He probably gets sick of me asking, but <laughs> you know I'll be in there watching film, asking him a lot of questions, and he's he's so good, you know. And so I I just love being able to learn from him. What are the pros and cons of being? Are you six eight? Yeah. What are the pros and cons of being a six foot eight linebacker? <laughs> I think uh, the pros are, you know, when the quarterback's doing his reads, he looks out. If I'm in coverage, he just sees me. He doesn't see anyone else behind me. Awesome. I'm the first one. So he automatically will check that off and won't throw the ball. So he tries to throw over me. Uh, I'd love that. Give I'd me love, that. Yeah, I'll just go up there and rebound it. So um, I think the the hard part about it is. Um, every once in a while, you might be in a one-on-one coverage with a running back or a tight end or sometimes a wide receiver, inside wide receiver. So that's probably the hardest part about it. Everything else, you know, rushing and, you know, playing that run, I absolutely love. Are you a better linebacker or defensive lineman? <laughs> in this defense, linebacker. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love it. Bronson Kafusi with us here. Uh, we have Twitter, Twitter questions coming in. This one from at Drew for BYU. And I knew this was going to come up. Do you miss playing on the BYU basketball team? <laughs> oh, <Bronson>. man. <laughs> I, I do miss playing. I, I, love, I love that. Uh, just being able to be with those guys in different atmosphere and being able to go play at the Marriott Center with all the fans and traveling and things. I, I miss that aspect. But, um, man, I love football, though. So it's, it's just time to kind of set the basketball down. Maybe, maybe my little brother who just got home might pick it up. Corbin. Yeah, Corbin. Corbin might pick it back up. But, uh yeah, I definitely miss it. <laughs> Kelly Olynyk and Gonzaga fans all just heard Bronson, Kafusi, and basketball in the same sentence, and their ears perked up. They started sweating. What? No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, your brother, yeah, you, you mentioned your brother Corbin got back from a mission. Uh, he was a D lineman, then he switched to offensive line, right? Uh huh. So could play this year, maybe a redshirt. Who knows? What's that going to be like playing with your younger brother? Oh, so fun. I mean, I hadn't seen him for four years. Um, he when I left, he was six three, and maybe two ten, maybe. I just saw him now. He's 6'10 and 260. 6'10? So, <laughs> yeah. He's got me by a lot. So Wow. And he's really long. So he's in a, he, it's so fun to have him back because I can just take him out in the backyard and just go up against him. And uh, he has great feet. And so it's, it's fun to be able to go against an athlete like that. Is 6'10 too tall? To play football, <laughs> is, does there come a point where you're too tall to play? It just depends how low you play. <laughs> you're yeah, that tall. Yeah. Yeah, that's if right. you can play like a six five player, you're fine. But okay. true. I mean, but when you have the six ten reach and the six ten, you know, really good feet, and you can see when whenever you need to. I mean, it's it's really helpful. Six ten and athletic is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be fantastic. So, so at least uh, 2015. If let's say he maybe redshirts fresh off a of mission lineman, uh-huh. six eight and six ten could be on the field. Yeah, that's Woo! true. <laughs> there are the new guys coming in, like return missionary Troy Hines, who joins Corbin, and a true freshman who we just had on BYU Sports Nation last week, Fred Warner. How much of, of their games have you seen, and, and what kind of a, a contribution do you expect from the guys that are, that are coming back in for the first time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, I just think about when I was a freshman, and for me it was just I'm going to do whatever you ask me to do, okay? Because you, know, you have guys who have been playing a lot, and – and they understand the scheme. They understand so much, and you're behind them. And so you really just have to do whatever you're asked. And so, um, you know, if, if they want you to rush the passer, then you're going to rush the passer. If they're going to put you in on third down, then you, you better get home. With, you know, so whatever they ask you to do, you just do it, and then eventually you, just, you know, they begin to trust you, and then all of a sudden you've mm-hmm. established yourself and, and you're playing a lot. 
Do you expect to start against Connecticut at uh, the what is it? The Sam? Is that where you're going to? Will I the, the Will? will. Oh, the yeah. Will. That's right. Yeah. Do you for, expect to start? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, um, it's just more natural for me, way more comfortable. I, I just when I watch the film as a D lineman and watching the film as an outside linebacker, it's just a different person. So did you did you think like a year and a half ago? Oh yeah, Kyle Van Noy will get drafted and then I'll start at linebacker all of a sudden. <laughs> Never thought that. <laughs> <laughs> things have changed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. my how things have changed. Uh, you're going with some different uniform combinations, and this has been a really exciting topic for for the fans primarily, uh-huh. and and for the players. Bronco mentioned that the players are excited. What's your favorite uniform combination for this year? Ooh, I love the blackout. I think those are awesome. I mean, I love. It was pretty cool the first time we wore them and. Just walking the locker room, and I just man, those helmets are nice. Blackout yeah. the royal blue, yeah, trim. royal blue. Oh yeah, they're nice. Is it gonna have the blue uh, like decal that kind of pops out a little bit? Yeah, the same deal as Oregon State. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. We got a Twitter question for you at Ben Bateman eight Bronson. What's your 40 yard dash time right now? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, in high school, I haven't timed the 40 yard dash recently, but high school I ran a 4.65. So whoa, yeah. So have you done it at BYU? I, I haven't timed it ever. Mm. But I, I do run it. I still run it, but I, I just haven't really timed that. Maybe 20 yards I'd time that, but you, I, don't, I don't know the 40-yard dash. Do you think you're faster? I, I'm probably about the same, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Four, yeah. six, five. That's so, six, eight. That's pretty good. How much do you weigh right now? Me, I weigh about 265. Right in, right in that window, 265, 270. Where do you want to be? So about right there. Uh-huh. I'll probably put on weight and then drop about five right, or just during fall camp, so. Depends if you eat any island grill food right before a game or not, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, the rice will get you. Yeah, is there, a go- <laughs> is there a go-to game day meal for you? I just love – I don't really eat a whole lot. I do – I mean, I eat a little bit of pasta, you know, some chicken and just some salad. Other than that, my meals, the most important ones for me are just that whole week before. Um, it's all about – eating healthy so you don't have that grease in you. Okay. you know, so okay. nothing quirky like uh, one of the former BYU football players we have on, Brian Logan, he says gushers. Gushers, yeah. yeah. Not me, yeah. <laughs> yeah not me. Yeah. No gushers. <laughs> no. Fair enough. Bronson, hey, great to have you on the show, man. We'll look forward to what you're going to do at the linebacker position, the tallest linebacking core in America. I'm just going to go on record and say Sure. Okay. <laughs> you can't beat Sounds it. good to you're me. You're bringing Corbin at 6'10". Come on. <laughs> That's, you can't beat it. Hey, Bronson, good luck in the future. Up next, another defensive star, Robertson Daniel, joins us. How good is the BYU secondary in 2014? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Hour number two of a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special. This is the Playa Hour. Finally. You're welcome, Jeremy. Thank you. Welcome back to the show. Joining us now, a BYU defensive back extraordinaire. And oh, and oh by the way, uh, we're we going to have some legends coming up in just a, about an hour after BYU Sports Nation. So Two we'll hours. Do, two hours, so we'll do that. Two hours, 15 tell minutes. Us, tell us how to see the goods, Jeremy. I will tell you as we uh, hang out with Roberts and Daniel here in a moment. Uh, BYU football, great moments then and now. Leon White. Oh. Dennis Pitta. James Dye. Am I missing anyone that's going to be on that show? It's going to be fantastic. We've talked to all three of those guys on BYU Sports Nation in the yeah, past week. I can't wait. I'm excited f- uh, to look at the past. I love talking about uh, what's going on now and the future, and with that we bring in Roberts and Daniel. I asked you a moment ago, a couple of years ago, did you envision being a part of a media day? And uh, I said, you probably didn't. And you said, yes, I did. It's called confidence. That's, a, yes. that's what I love about it. You come in here confident. So you envisioned being a part of something big like this a couple of years ago? Yes. As a JC guy? Yeah. If you don't envision it, you're not going to make it to it. So what was that? What was that vision like? What What are the uh, 
I guess the the confidence, where does that come from? It wasn't very specific. I just knew I was going to be somebody someday. Awesome. Is this fulfilling your expectations, Media Day, um, on BYU Sports Station? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> almost. What, what, okay, what, is, okay. what is left? What is lacking? Um, the next level. The next the level. Yes. Yeah. Roberts and Daniel on BYU Sports Nation. Listen, you just competed in the Cougar Challenge, and you told us uh, during the break it's the hardest thing <laughs> you've ever done in your life. How You get to the top of the mountain. That's like the pinnacle moment. Then you realize, I have to go, go down. down. Yeah. Oh. How tough was that? that well, I, to be honest, that was the best part. I, just, I was happy it was over. Yeah. But, I mean, once you make it up there, you're like, oh, I can't believe I did this. I mean, you could push your body so far you don't even know because – there was about five or six times where I thought about, I'm turning around. I don't care what Mendoza says. <laughs> I'm sure everybody thought that. That's so hard. I don't, coach, I don't care. <laughs> Ultimately, did you care? Huh? Oh, yeah, I cared. Yeah, yeah I did. Everyone, you've got to care because uh, it builds trust within your teammates. And, and that's the thing that we – the reaction that we get from this is, hey, we, as a team, we did this. Yeah. You did it in teams of three, but ultimately this is a whole team. What, what percentage of the team did it? I imagine many of the linemen – some of the linemen did, but I maybe not all of them. around 75 players. Wow. Yeah. So a good so, chunk. a good chunk. So examining the past of uh, BYU football as we transition from the Cougar Challenge now to what's going to actually happen on the field after conditioning like that – I feel like BYU, every time they have a great secondary, they have a magical season. 1991, uh, 90, they, they beat Miami, the number one team in the country, they had a great secondary. 96, go to the Cotton Bowl, the ranked fifth, had a great secondary. 01, start 12-0, and 0, you're in the top 10, had a great secondary. I feel like this year, with the guys you bring in and the experience that you bring back with Craig Bills and yourself and some of these guys, that this could be a magical season. How do you feel about the secondary of BYU football? Well, I feel like the statistics you just gave us, you can just add uh, 2014 I to like it. it. But uh, I'm very confident in our secondary. We're, we're, gonna, we're going out to prove ourselves this year, and we're going out there to play for ourselves and no one else. Jordan Johnson joins the crew. He's coming off of an ACL injury. Trent Trammell also coming off injury. Then you bring in a transfer like Harvey Jackson from mm-hmm. Nebraska. What do you expect from the new guys coming in, and how much are they going to contribute? Um, I expect them to just get right on the boat with us. I mean, start working hard like we've been doing, um, get focused, hit the film room, and just get ready to have a successful season. And all the guys we're bringing in, um, it's only going to help us be better. You go from famine to feast. Last year there were many injuries, so at one point Michael Davis switches from receiver. He's Mm -hmm. starting against Notre Dame. I believe you were sick that week. Um, Sky Pove, who... Uh, you know, was a safety. He's playing corner. Mike Haig. Um, this year, you you have feast in that you have depth. In fact, mm-hmm. unless you play nickel, one of the aforementioned guys plus Craig Bills might not be on the field, or you might be on the mm-hmm. field playing nickel. How how uh, how different do you think it's going to be in 2014 in the second year because you have all these guys healthy? I think it's going to be really different. I mean, now we could just focus on stopping the run. I say we stop giving people respect and we throw all that give him space thing out the window. Let's put eight in the box and let him beat us with man coverage one-on-one. And we, as a defense, we need to go out there and demand respect, but don't give it. You know, And that's what our depth does. You've been a guy that Coach Nick Howell, the defensive coordinator and a secondary specialist, has had the luxury of, of moving around. You're a very versatile player. 
That said, would you rather play safety or cornerback if you had your option? And that was a question uh, at Justin D. Sweeney asked. Oh, yeah, there you go. Will you start week one at safety or corner? I started at boundary corner. Boundary corner. Do you prefer that? Um, I prefer whatever's going to get us to win, <laughs> to be completely honest with yeah. you. I, you could play me a wide receiver if that's what it's going to take. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care. I just want to win. Are you confident in your pass-catching abilities? I'm confident in anything you could do on a football I field. I like that. I like the, I like the attitude that you're bringing you, you, here. You're the most, uh, I guess, exactly confident person I've met where you're, yes, we will do this. This is what we're going to do. And I like that. And you see it on Twitter. Yeah. You see your confidence as well. So this season, you bring, you, you bring in a guy, Harvey Jackson, a graduate transfer. Do you expect him to be a starter at safety this year or at least um, compete right there? That's not for me to say. If he comes in and does all the right things, I don't see why not. But he's got to come in and be focused and do exactly what we're doing, and the coaches will make that decision. Who is the toughest wide receiver? And I mean, the wide receiver core coming in is really talented and experienced. Uh-huh. You look at Jordan Leslie and Devon Blackman, who's fast. He just got here. Uh, for the from the guys that you have defended against in practice, who is who is the the guy that's toughest to to cover? I'd say Ross or Mitch. Ross or Mitch, yeah. because of the height situation. I don't have a problem with height. Oh, okay, he's six two, right? Um, I think it's just because I think it has a lot to do with the timing. Taysom has gotten a lot. I mean, he's made a big jump from last season and his timing with the receivers is phenomenal so I think it has a lot to do with that it's not necessarily getting beat because I'm not going to get beat oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) I want to ask you about uh there's a phrase that uh Ben Criddle former uh cornerback has coined here which he says uh double minorities these are important to BYU uh African-American non-LDS you're one of these guys who seem to thrive at BYU (laughs) these these uh kinds of players are very important to the program and they seem to be being recruited at a higher level. What what uh, what kind of impact can these kinds of players like yourself, JC Transfers, have on the program in the secondary? I mean, we can have a big impact like we've had. Um, I think when you're recruiting players, you don't look at LDS and non-LDS. If you look at it that way, you're not going to win as much games as you think. So you just go out and get the best guys that could fit in this environment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we make a big impact. And I think part of that impact is that BYU just has a hard time recruiting speed uh, yeah. in certain positions. So that's why these JC guys fit. Was that, was that uh, something that you saw with BYU that you saw might, where you might be able to make an impact here from a um, JC? Yeah, definitely. And as for speed, uh, we have a whole lot of it this year. We were no. We will no longer be the slow BYU. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't wait till I want the first play against Connecticut to be Jordan Leslie or Devon Blackman just down the field. Or just just a quick out screen, wide receiver screen for one of those guys, and then you get one block and you're gone. That or, possibility. And if you're on defense, year, right? a pick six from Rob Daniel. Or we could just start out on kickoff and knock the uh, wide receiver. I mean, the kick returner out and just take the ball and walk into the end zone. <laughs> That's also an option. <laughs> I like the quotes yeah. that you're giving us. Right? Let's, let's <laughs> win the toss. You're giving us good stuff to, to use for a very long time. I thought I was going to the peak. No, no, no. The the Cougar Challenge guy went to the real team <laughs> and took it to the next one. Okay, uh, t- a Twitter question to end from one of our BYU Sports Nation fans. For Rob Daniel, over under on TV announcers saying your name backwards is 25 for the season. <laughs> over, over under that people say Daniel, Daniel Robertson. Robertson. Do you or, hear that all the time? <laughs> over. Hmm. I'm going over. Uh, over. I'm so going th- over. This uh, is a they, little less than twice a game. I don't even. I don't understand it. It like clearly says Robertson Daniel, <laughs> and you say Daniel Robertson. I'm, 
we need to they need to go back to school. Yes. I believe that's Daniel Robertson on yeah. the coverage. No I wanna call you Bob Daniel. Oh, Bob. <laughs> just, that just, that just make it better for me. Bobby Bobby Daniel. Bob wanna play by Bobby Daniel. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's gonna happen. I, sometime I think in we the I think we Bob Daniel. <laughs> Bob Daniel. Hey, great to have you with us, man. Good yep. luck in the approaching season. It's been fun. It's good to be here. Thanks good luck, me. Bobby. Yep. <laughs> what the heck, Bobby? <laughs> We recap a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation. It's media day in Provo, Utah for BYU football. The simulcast continues after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. And that brings us right to our Rise and Shout, which is also brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. It goes to... The newly named Bob Daniel. Bob Daniel. Bob Daniel. He's so confident. I love his confidence. Now, uh, will every single one of those things happen that he said? Probably not, but I don't care. What if, what if the majority of them do? I love his confidence for a guy that is a senior in the secondary. He's going to be a leader on that defense. Robertson, don't awesome. call me Daniel Robertson Daniel. <laughs> Our Dexter and Dexter rise and shout. I was wrong. It's not two hours from now. It's one hour from now. BYU football, great moments then and now. It's going to be fantastic. Three Eastern time. Hey, thanks to our guests. What a show. Bronco Mendenhall, Dennis Pitta, Trevor Mattis, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Bronson Fusumi, and Bob Daniel. That's seven people. Let's throw stuff. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Tony Crutchfield. We're back to work tomorrow. Nice <laughs> shout out.